Hello and welcome to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand, and with me today, as always, is a man who is fully vaccinated and confusing his days like crazy. It's Logan Stump. Hey, I've got a third leg up on everybody, so kudos to me. <laughs> Hello. And uh, with us today, as well, is the guy who is tracking Logan after he got that vaccine. It's Matt Harkrow. Hey, is that what hey, Matt's parents do? Yeah, I was going to say, don't worry, I've already been tracking Logan <laughs> since I knew him. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I meant to say they're unrelated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, like I said, I'm Jordan Wiegand, and I'm just the, uh, you know, the lone guy up here in Maryland. Don't get to hang out down with here. Yeah, just move down here. Uh, try to convince that to my wife, and, and we'll see. We'll have to have a chat, yeah. Uh, we are, you know, we, we took last week off, right? Um, from this show anyway, and, uh, there's international break, so we weren't covering that. We needed a much needed rest as we get ready for the rest of the season here as we plow onward to the end of May when the Champions League finishes. Um, and we are going to be talking... Premier League and, and previewing the Champions League coming up this week. And uh, I, I guess the first story I, I really want to talk about here, and I'll lead with it because it's my team, but Chelsea get uh, obliterated by West Brom 5-2. to two. Now, West Brom, uh, you know, was up a man as Thiago Silva exits the game in the 29th minute with a second yellow. And Christian Pulisic had given them the lead in the 27th minute, 1-0. And then <laughs> right before halftime, uh, Pereira scores two quick ones in the 45th plus two and the 45th plus four. And then get Callum Robinson in the 63rd, uh, Diagne in the 68th, and then Robinson again in the 90 plus one with uh, Mason Mount adding one in the 71st to finish 5-2. This is uh, Tuchel's first loss as Chelsea manager. He had you know, kept drawing even in other competitions, continued drawing or winning. And this is the first loss, and it's against West Brom, who you know, currently reside in 19th place in the Premier League and is... Almost for sure to go down. They're eight points back of safety. Logan, I'm going to pitch it to you first here. Is it a blip or is there something to be concerned about here with the defense and uh, the lack of scoring at times? Um, I mean, I think that their defense has always been kind of on the, the edge of uh, collapse at times just because I think that, you know, the the... The, the whole goalkeeper situation with Kappa to start the season. Um, I think that that's been a big issue. Um, and then uh, they were a disaster until Silva showed up. And once Silva started to get fit and in form with Chelsea, I think it, it kind of fixes things. Uh, and then he goes down and they're down 10 minutes. So then it, it just kind of highlights all those issues that they were having before. I, I think I spill a, you know, he's a little older now. Um, I could really see, Chelsea needing more in defense, um, you know, 31 approaching 32 for Azpilicueta. I've, I've not ever been real impressed with Zuma. 
Um, just because I, I don't know. It seems like when things go wrong, it's something that he's done. Um, he, he, he scores. Uh, I've seen where he's, he's scored a couple uh, in premier, but um, no, I, I think it is. It's just the defense and Edward Mendy. I, I don't know if, I mean, you guys can have Zach Steffen cause I'm not sure he's quite the answer either. I'm not sure that Kep is really the answer. Um, so I think that going in, you know, Chelsea's got to figure an attacking problem out, but, They've got more of an issue in the back line. Logan, I'll tell you who's not a big fan of Kepa. That'd be Rudiger. (laughs) (laughs) They got him enough buzzed up in training yesterday. Um, Uh, I don't know. Matt, Matt, is is this just a a blip? Do you see uh, Chelsea bouncing back here? Yeah, I I think it's more of a blip. I I think defensively it's 100% a blip. And I think that's... Pretty much just because one West Brom just seemed to know how to play really, really well against Chelsea. I don't know why, um, but I, I mean the red card changes everything in that game. So I, I think defensively it's a hundred percent a blip. I do think offensively it is still a little bit concerning because even with Tuchel, they are they're not they're scoring at the same rate pretty much as uh, Lampard. I believe I saw, and it is weird to have so many talented forwards and and. Like progressive playing midfielders and not be able to score almost at will sometimes. Um, so I, I do think there's a bit of a concern there and they, they need to figure out something, especially with Werner, because I, I mean, if you saw his miss in the um, game Germany had against, I think it was Macedonia or like yeah, North, North Macedonia. Macedonia. Yeah. Sounds like the country from princess diaries. Um, uh now I'm kind of trying to think of what that country was, and it's going to bother me. But um, <laughs> it's okay, Genovia, we're not a Princess Diaries it's, podcast. It's Genovia. Okay, <laughs> um, but it, like, I had like the same like uh, ending to it. But there's something up with him, and I, I think at this point, I really think Chelsea fans need to be concerned, especially with all this talk about Halan. I feel like if they if they were to sign him, then clearly Werner is the one I think that gets pushed out in that scenario. I don't think he would want to stay. Um, and I, then you just look at it as another huge failed forward signing. Um, and there's something that I think at that point, at that point, it's, it's definitely concerning, especially in a recruitment standpoint too. Um, but yeah, I I think offensively there is some concern. I'm intrigued to watch them this week against Porto. Um, cause I, I do sometimes think some of these top premier league teams have trouble against the low premier league teams more so than they do against top European competition because majority of the bottom half of the premier league plays so defensively um, that I, I do think it's hard for some of the top premier league teams to score with how defensively sound bottom tier teams are, even if they give up goals, it's still hard. Um, but then they go up against top European sides and it, they make it look like they're not even the same team. I, I think Liverpool has had that a lot this year. Um, so I, I'm intrigued to see him this week, but defensively, definitely a blip. Offensively, I I'm pretty concerned. I think. Look, as a Chelsea fan, I will tell you that uh, I've been concerned about Werner for a long time. I'm sure if people listen to the show, they know that. Uh, I don't think he can get out of this funk right now. At least not at Chelsea. Unfortunately, I, I just look even when he's not like at least like when Pulisic went to the U.S. camp, he kind of like relaxed a bit he was in his element and he came back in form now he got 
he felt something in his hamstring, which is why he came off at halftime. So we don't know the extent of that. It sounds like he's going to be fine to go this midweek, supposedly. So it may have just been precaution. But uh, Werner, I mean, even when he's at Germany right now, like you said, that miss in North Macedonia, it's against North Macedonia, it's just one of those things where, I don't know, his touch is always bad. He, he's like, if you pass it to him, the attacks usually die. Uh, he had been getting better, you know, before the break where he was, you know, getting some assists. He got an assist to, uh, this week with that past amount, but really that was, uh, that was a, exactly the pass he needed to make uh, or else the attack would have uh, suffocated there. Defensively, I saw some people saying that they didn't like the second yellow for Silva. I thought it was just a stupid tackle at that point. You're already on a yellow. Why why are you tackling like that and just, uh, oh, well, that's what happens. Uh, For somebody that's a veteran, he should have known that, known better and not made the, the tackle there and, he would have still been on the pitch, and maybe the game changes, right? We were at 1-0 at that point, Chelsea was, so don't know what happens after that. But, man, West Brom, I don't want to make this a whole Chelsea thing, but West Brom were just playing absolute beautiful soccer that whole game once they started scoring. like the, those, the passes they were making, the, the goals themselves were not like just tap-ins or anything. They were really good goals. And, uh, Logan, anything impressed you here about West Brom? Yeah, I mean, they played a perfect game. Uh, you, when you look at everything that he did, just attacking. Um, Allardyce has everybody's number when it comes to big six, so you, you can join the list of teams that don't play well against him. <laughs> I know Matt and I got to uh, suffer. Even before Allardyce, Brom. though, we drew 3-3 right. with them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is about West Brom. I, I think part of it's because they, they like to suck back into that like back six and that that's not helpful for teams that are struggling especially in the attack so i think that's what got because city when they lost or yeah when they when they almost lost to him they they had a hard time controlling uh the midfield just because de bruyne was out and they were struggling creating anything and i don't know i don't remember what the liverpool game but i know that when chelsea wasn't creating that was kind of a headache because they do they just kind of drop back and suck back into that six and they're they're perfectly fine countering and then they, they played it pretty well I, I was just really impressed with the way that they played um I don't think they could have played a better game but unfortunately I don't think that's going to be anywhere near enough to try to get up out of that that relegation zone and who knows what happens to big Sam if he even tries to stick around and try to coach them back up uh next nah, year but that's not his, that's not his thing he'll leave right he's so, the guy you call on to try to keep you up that's about it right yeah. now yeah um, so I don't, but to Matt's point, too, just quickly going back to Werner and Holland and, and all that. Dude, if, I, if I'm Holland, I'm staying away from Chelsea, right? Uh, I look at that and say, this dude tore it up in the German league and then just fizzled out. Obviously, he's going to have the mentality of that's not going to happen to me. But I, I think some of it is the issue of the creativity in the team. For some reason, they're not making the passes. They're not... Um, you know, providing enough to Werner. And at times, you know, Werner's skill set was typically get the ball while he's running and, you know, score a goal. And instead he's having to, you know, try to do a little differently here at Chelsea. But I would be worried if I was, yeah, if I'm Holland, I'm not coming to Chelsea. Unfortunately, if I'm any big striker, I'd be like, eh, you know, Fernando Torres, Alvaro Morata, uh, Timo Werner, eh, I don't think I'm going there. Um, 
Let's see here. Uh, another big storyline of the weekend was oh, we'll skip right over Manchester City right now. Let, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Tottenham Hotspur and Newcastle United. So Newcastle is near the bottom. They're you know they're in seventeenth place, twenty nine points, and. They're up against Tottenham, who's in sixth place, only two points back of Chelsea. They had a they had a chance to leapfrog Chelsea, I think, right? Yeah, or yeah, yeah, they would have tied us and then had a better goal differential. Yeah, so they they would have let frog us most likely, but they threw it away. Uh, they gave up a goal early that gave them um, twenty eight minutes in. Joe Ellerton. Takes the lead. Doesn't last long. Harry Kane equalizes in the 30th. Then Harry Kane scores again in the 34th minute. And then at the very end, Joseph Willock in the 85th minute scoring to level against Spurs. Uh, Jose Mourinho had some interesting things to say after the match. Did everybody see this at all? A reporter asked him if, you know, like, your specialty used to be like holding on to leads, you know, like playing defensively. And he said, same manager, different players or whatever. And it's the classic Jose response of shifting the blame, blaming the players. And, uh, you know, apparently it's come out that Daniel Levy is, is willing to give him next year as well, even if they miss champions league this year. So it seems like this Spurs team is just going to continue to nosedive uh, next year as well, I guess. Uh, we'll see how Jose turns them around, I guess. But Newcastle really needed this point. And with Fulham uh, losing against Aston Villa, it keeps them three points above Fulham with a game in hand right now. So it was a much-needed draw for them. They really needed this around so Fulham would have won. They could have got dragged into the relegation zone. But uh, let's go to you, Matt. Uh, Spurs, Newcastle, any thoughts here about either of these two teams? You love those. No, I don't really. I don't have any, I guess, definitive thoughts on it, more so than I just Tottenham aren't good. I, I, I really don't think they're that good. I They played probably the worst game a team could against Newcastle. I don't know if you saw the, the XG for Newcastle was apparently over four, which is like one of the largest they've had all season. I believe I read they had 22, like 22 or so shots, which is, is so poor against that Newcastle team. Um, and I, I think that's just a, I don't think Jose's right in a sense of, same coach, different players. I, I really don't think his style is as – I don't think his style works as well as it used to with how much teams have become – with how much more athletic teams have become. And I think this is with every sport, really. There's a different form of athleticism than there used to be. And you don't have the – you know, the old Chelsea teams had, like, you know, the John Terrys at the back. And I, I don't think a player like John Terry is, is as successful – as he could be in this day and age, because I think you have different needs with players, and I just don't think he he works well anymore. And I, I I think Tottenham keeping him would be a huge mistake, because I already think they're going to lose Harry Kane. 
I really think that could be a big surprise for a lot of a lot of people because I don't see how they can retain him without Champions League. I don't know why he would want to stay if there's no Champions League. He's, He's Spurs through there. and through. I I, I don't I, I, just real quickly. I I I think he should leave, but I don't see him leaving. But continue. Go ahead. I, I, I do have kind of fall into that same because it's it's one of those how would you ever see him leave you know it's like it's it's kind of like in the sense of you know some of the American sports like how would you ever see Peyton Manning leave the Colts or you know Tom Brady leaving the Patriots and it, it happened but at the same time it's weird because you just don't you can't put your brain to think Harry Kane in a Barcelona shirt or Harry Kane in a Manchester City shirt but I I don't see how he can't he has to think about it because he's not going to get any, obviously he's not getting any younger, but his prime is right now. If he wants to go out there and win a trophy, he needs to be on a team where he, yes, he could be the best player, but he also could really be on a team where he isn't the best player. And I think to an extent he needs that because if he wants to win something, premier league champions league, it's not at Tottenham. And Keeping Jose Mourinho, I, I know that sounds crazy to go keeping him is actually more of an issue than getting rid of him and trying to find like maybe the next big coach. But I, I just I, I, I can't see it. He needs to go. Jose needs to go for them to be successful and to keep Harry Kane. That's that's my opinion. Logan, I pitch it over to you. Anything you want to say about these two teams or if you want to add in to the Harry Kane yeah, I mean, not just uh, like the the Harry Kane situation. He's not the Harry. He's not a Harry Kane prime. Like he, he's he's definitely playing well. He's he's not in his prime though. He, I mean, he was a 25, 24. I mean, he's had better years. Um, yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Suns in behind him, and I think he's played well. So that kind of takes away Kane's need to score. But I'm with Matt too. Like I like I. You kind of would, would like to see what he does elsewhere, but then again, you know, like Matt said, it's just kind of been his club, and and you alluded to it, Jordan. Where, you know, where else would he kind of go? I mean, I don't know. I just don't see any of the big teams really keen on him, just because I think that there's other options that are a lot better options. Uh, and uh, to be honest with you, I, I think that people do see Harry Kane as kind of just a safety net, just like, uh, well, if he's around, I guess we could just pick him up. Um, but I, again, you think I just, that? Yeah, I think he's. I I just don't see a big club looking at Harry Kane at twenty seven and going. Oh no, United you know takes him in a heartbeat if they can. Well, well, I guess maybe United, but United City would some, take him in a heartbeat too. I think. Uh, they would. I yeah, I think they would. Like I, but I, I'm I am sold that City's he's top three in, in the world. Yeah, nineteen goals, top three. Yeah, I think so. No <laughs> way. Premier League's no. the best. The, he no, he has the I, second Logan Logan. No, he has the second most goal involvements in all of Europe, and the only one higher is Lewandowski. Exactly. And I, I don't think I don't think he's better than Lewandowski, but I also don't think Lewandowski gets the numbers he has if he's in the Premier League because the bottom half of the Bundesliga is probably mid-table Championship level. I, I feel. You think he's better than Lukaku? Yes. 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 But yes. well, Lukaku's got at least what? How does he's got to have at Syria least? That's Syria, though. Like, I mean, like <sighs> Lukaku didn't do as but well as Kane has anymore. done in the Premier League. Like Lukaku's been in the Premier League. We we can yeah. match his numbers there. Um, I mean, I think Lukaku is is uh, for me. It'd probably be Lewandowski, uh, Harry Kane, Holland, and Lukaku are probably the top four. 
Uh, right now. I, I just, if I'm a team looking for a striker, he's not the one I pick. I just don't. I don't think. Technically, you're in your prime until like 28 or 29. So I mean, he's, he's only 27. I mean, he's, he's right there, uh, and his goals. Logan, have we're great. we're in our prime right now. Logan, yeah, me, no. like the three of us, we are in our yeah. primes. I've I'm passed that. Not... I'm turning 30 this year, man. I'm getting ready <laughs> yeah, to be one of those people that you consider over the hill in these sports. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm just not sold. Uh, I'm not sold on the fact that anybody would want Harry Kane. Uh, like they would want him as a nice piece to have, but I don't, I'm not sure anybody's structuring the, the attack around him like Tottenham has to, but that that's my issue. Who else is going to score for Tottenham? If it's not Son and Kane, he's got to score. He's got no options. So, you know, at least with De Bruyne and, and Foden and Sterling, you've got them. If you've got Firmino and Salah and you've got different guys that you can score for them, like Jota, you've got Chelsea that, you know, if Timo Werner can ever score again, he scores, Pulisic can score. You've got Giroud that can score. You've got, if you look at Tottenham, that's that's really it. Like, who are you going to get to score? I don't uh, know, though. You keep saying if t- Werner scores, never had he's never going to start scoring. It's, well, well, I mean, well, okay, look at it. They've got deeper options. Who, who's Tottenham going to have score? Tell me. Who besides Kane and Son are going to score that? It's going to score a goal. Don't give me yeah. Gareth Bale. I don't want to hear Gareth Bale. Gareth uh, Bale? No. No. Don't give me that. Don't. don't. Why not? Just because I, I, a 28-year-old Harry Kane is not something I want for Manchester City. United can have the boneyard. I don't want. No. I don't He's know. not even old. That's not, not even old. That's old. Like, Lo Celso has scored for them. Lucas Mora has been scoring for them. If you uh, if yeah. you had Harry Kane this year, you might not. You might be looking at Invincible. I'm sorry. Like I, I don't. He doesn't. He doesn't fit into our system. That, that doesn't. He doesn't work you there. Just put him up there. No, he doesn't work there. There's no way he works there. I don't. That, that, I don't that, think he's a system he is, player. <sighs> I, I will know. say I'm not the biggest fan of him. I don't like some of the things he does in terms yeah. of like that back end. Yeah, so, like, I'm definitely not a is, is I'm not a Harry Kane fan, but I he is talented. Like I, I hate saying that. Like it's like Bruno Fernandez. I hate saying he's talented, but he's talented, and I think he is a player that would make any team better. Would I enjoy him on Liverpool? Goal wise, hell yeah. Sorry, I don't know. Are we allowed to say that on these things? You're allowed to say hell. <laughs> Um, like if he was on Liverpool, that'd be great. Like he would score. He would, if he was on Liverpool, there wouldn't be the conversation that Trent is having a, as poor of a season as people think he's having, because his big issue is forwards not finishing. But at the same time, would I kind of hate to see him a lot? Yeah, probably. But I, I, there's no denying his talent. He finds the goal as annoying as it can be. Yeah, I, I would take right. one Chelsea. No, no problem. Uh, they we could do a swap for Werner if they want yeah. to. Uh, <laughs> nobody's gonna take that deal though. Um, Werner's gonna go back to the Bundesliga. He's like, I'm done with this. I want to come back where I was. I was good. He probably should just to find his form again, and he can do whatever he wants. I guess. Give me Daryl DK and uh, DK is not even close I'm to the level kidding. of Harry Kane right now. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh my god, I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, Here you 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 can take Roberto Firmino. What about Zardes? Does he work? Uh, not I heard not that at name Kane level. <laughs> I'm he no. was like a big. He was a huge name at one point, like a couple years ago, wasn't he? Zardes? Nah, not really. Really? I thought he was. I mean, he he scores a lot in MLS, but I mean, like he's not like uh, people usually don't was like he, him on the national. He was on loan in Germany or something, right? No. Or is that a different guy? Probably a different guy. Oh. Uh, Never mind. Um, 
I even forgot where we are right now. Uh, sorry, we got into an argument Harry about Harry Kane. That's what we were talking about. I can't wait till he goes That's to City this summer then. And I'm going to be like, oh, no. well, I mean, he's rumored <laughs> to go to City a lot. but You wanted Holland, but you got come Kane. <laughs> come on, think about it. If you're Okay, so if you're thinking attacking players, because Kane is your typical striker. If you're thinking attacking players, he's really far down on the list of players I'd want. Why would you want a 28-year-old Harry Kane? Because he's proven in the the Premier Premier League. League. 28 years old? We spent, yeah, we spent how much money on Timo Werner, right, who's not proven. He goes out there, stinks up the joint. I'd rather take the 28-year-old. Look, we signed Dale Costa when he was older. We've signed Drogba a second time when he was in his 30s, and they still produced. I would take Harry Kane for three or four years from him being 27 right now to like 33, 34 years old. And he, we would, we would win trophies, and that's all that matters. I'm not looking at potential later on down the line because we just did that with Havertz, Werner, and all these other signings that haven't panned out. And guess what? We're sitting in fifth place, uh, trying to get into the top four and getting beat by West Ham. Well, if Matt wants to play his game of expected goals, Harry Kane's expected goals are like borderline average ba- or football player because he's a he had a he had a 14.1 yes la- or in 2018 he had a 10.5 last year the best year that he's ever had was 27 in 2018 he had 30 goals he is nowhere close to the striker he once was and i think that he gets so much credit because there's nothing else there like he's the only thing he's the only reason that they survive I, he's just not that's not it for me he's just it, he's a de-escalating striker and that's exactly what Aguero was it's it's a a striker going out and he only scores goals because he's really the only option who else are you going to put up there I, I just don't see Kane being the 28 year old prime hey I want to go get him and put him in my side what I will say to that is last year he had 18 like you said right the top yes. of last year was like 23 he was five off with an expected goal. I mean, if you look at expected, I know you don't like it, Jordan, but if you look oh, at expected goals, <laughs> it's just that's a really, really low number. And and anybody that writes about expected goals, that, that's a really, really low number for a top top tier striker. There's nowhere there's I mean, if you look at some of the best strikers in the world, like Halan, his expected goals are really bad, but just that's just because he hits it so hard that he can't imagine anything going in. But everywhere else, if you look at strikers, that's really low. So what I just heard you say is you excused one lower expected goals, yes. so yes. that doesn't prove. That's because Holland's a different thing. <laughs> well, Why? I think the end of listen the most We're a whole important, Harry Game podcast now. Go ahead, Matt. The most important thing is Juju Smith Schuster is I think one of <laughs> this is what exactly what it feels like. <laughs> but on this, on this, I'm on the other side. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't even uh, want to be on the Harry Kane side of it because I don't. I like there's something about him that bothers bothers me out of like dirty. no reason. There's no reason I should like besides yeah the dirty part. I I think he's incredibly dirty. I think, um, but like other than that, like I don't have a full reason. Tottenham aren't much of a threat ever. It feels like I don't now, even you feel like about Harry Kane doing that. But you liked Suarez when he was at Liverpool biting people. Suarez was the only exciting <laughs> thing about Liverpool when I started watching. There, think about those teams. Was there anything else exciting about those like 2012, 13, 14 Liverpool sides? They didn't have Harry Kane. No, well, Suarez liked to bite people, which was an issue. Yeah, more than an issue. <laughs> he was hungry. 
Oh, get him a Snickers or something. Jeez. Uh, you know, satisfied? Um, and this is not like, uh, this is Suarez related. I don't know if I've ever told you guys this, but this is like Suarez and, and Disney World related. But I'm very, I'm 99% certain I saw Louis Suarez ride Kali River Rapids at Disney World. I know that sounds weird, but I was like, Did you verify he was there afterwards? I, I, there was, there was some soccer thing going on and I don't remember, I can't recall what it was. But I, I'm pretty certain it was something that he would have, I think, been a part of. But I was sitting at the top of the ride. There's like right before the drop, if you've ever been on it. And there was a, a the raft, busy day, but it was a raft of only three people. And it was, I looked at it and I was like, that is 100% Luis Suarez. And I, I wanted to scream his name, but that would have gotten me fired. So I didn't do it. Yes. Yeah, we've always been told not to acknowledge the existence of famous people. Uh <laughs> I remember, like, whenever they do those parades and stuff, you know, like, for the Christmas stuff, they're like, if you see Neo in the Utilidor, do not do not say anything to him. And I don't think that's anything to do with, like, Neo's preferences. It's like any famous person. Do not say anything to them or else you could get fired. It was like, okay. So I guess I won't. Um, let, let's move on from Spurs, since it's so divisive, I guess. Uh, and can I just say one thing? Yeah, just one. One thing, I promise. Uh, when you speak to goal contributions, and if you look at his percentiles, if you go back in the four or five years, this is the highest he's been with assists. He's got 0.48 assists per 90. He has been nowhere near that. His goal contribution is so much lower in all these years. I I just am not. That's my concern. Like I, I don't. That's just the emergence of Sun, though. So I mean, if he has better, yeah, ta- but... if he goes to a city and has, like you said, De Bruyne and other players that he can pass it to, he, the assists will keep then climbing. He, yeah, but then he gets you know ten or twelve goals a season. I mean that that that's end up what he becomes when he could go to now. If he went to Italy or Germany, then yeah, Why would he, he becomes... ever go to Italy? <laughs> who oh, at this point, who knows? Like I, it, what's it's better than being at Tottenham if you go to Enter. Or you play alongside, you know, one of these top teams. If you're going to go stand on top of a, a formation, and it, I'd rather go somewhere other than Tottenham. They're not going anywhere. So I mean, it it's becomes that. It, it just becomes the fact that he's he's on the down. I mean, he, I just don't see a top club wanting Harry Kane, especially at the premium Tottenham ones. Well, I will say that uh, I believe you're mistaken. I believe that a top team. I think top teams are still looking at him all the time. I mean, he's, uh, like I said, 19 goals, 13 assists this season, 18 goals last year. So he's already passed last year's goal totals. Um, Yeah. Anyway, let's go ahead. We got Logan to say his one thing. Uh, Let's go ahead and move on to... Logan, I'll I'll pitch it to you then, uh, Mr. Anti-Kane here. Uh, Pick a storyline that you think it was interesting from the weekend. Yeah, so I think uh, talking about all the other strikers that are better than Harry Kane. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I, you know, one that really. Stuck I know out. how I'm introducing you next time. <laughs> show. I'm not a Harry Kane stan. Um, no, I think that the one thing I want to talk about is uh, because we haven't done it and it's closing in on um, the end of the season. Where do you guys? I mean, now that we're sitting here, obviously City is pretty clear and united, I guess. But how do you guys see the top four playing out with, with the teams that we have currently sitting in? I uh, guess we... Logan, one, that was my thing. I hate seven. you. Sorry. 
Well, I guess we can t- tag team it because it'll be a big conversation. But, I mean, who do you guys see being top four? Matt, you want to tackle it first? Yeah, sorry. I was having trouble hitting the microphone button. I was, like, doing – I was, like, kind of off of it, so it kept disappearing on me. Um, my top four – so I, I was actually – I was thinking a lot about this over the last couple of days watching – um, it was kind of fun watching, obviously, club football again because it was just like stuff I didn't like. It'd been so long, but um, my top four—I I think City and United are one and two. I, even though I don't think United, I think United are gonna. I think United are the worst second place team in a long time. If that makes any sense, like I—they're only second place because of how poor and injury-ridden some other team seasons have been. Um, but I, I just don't see any other options besides those two. So I really still think three and four are in play because I, I don't know if you can fully trust Lester yet. Um, and if, at this current moment, if I had to give a top, if I had to give the third and fourth spots based off of what I think between schedules and current team health, I... I, I maybe it makes me sound a little bit like a homer, but I, I think right now I actually would probably give it to Leicester and Liverpool. And I, I think it has to do with the fact that Leicester are getting fairly healthy. James Madison's back. Um, I think Harvey Barnes is their only big injury right now. Um, Liverpool seem to be staying fairly healthy. And I actually think Liverpool, I saw a stat they have in terms of the last eight games they have the weakest of the schedules. Their hardest game is going to be United, but United probably don't really have much to play for at that point. If that makes any sense. Like, I don't think by the time you hit early May, I think United will already be guaranteed second. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I think with Chelsea's schedule, Chelsea have one of the hardest schedules at the end. I know you guys have probably seen it. I think their last like four or five games are against, just top teams and there's going to be so many teams beating up on each other. I think that's going to play in Liverpool's favor, but I also think Leicester have a head start with how high they're right now. And I, I just don't see it with the other teams being able to maintain it. So I, I I'm going with those two. Um, but it really wouldn't shock me if at the end of the season, it's Chelsea Liverpool, because I, something in me just makes it seem like we've had such a crazy season and somehow we're still going to end with the same top four that we had last year. Like it, it really wouldn't shock me to see Lester break down. I don't think West Ham um, watching West Ham today, which was kind of interesting because most of the time I watch West Ham, they seem to play very defensive, but today was against not a top team. So they, they played pretty attack wise, but I, I worry about them because Antonio got hurt again and he seems to have hamstrings made out of like wet paper towels. I don't know why, but like he, he seems to get hurt more than most players. And without they also announced Declan Rice is out for pretty much the rest of the season. And that's that's two really big names. And I, I don't see them being able to maintain what they're doing. So it, that that worries me. I don't think Everton have the talent either to, to maintain because they have some really big games coming up. And I think Tottenham are just going to drop off eventually. So I it really feels like a three team battle to me, even though they're not the three teams currently in that position, but I think it's Leicester, Chelsea, Liverpool, and it's going to be two of those three. And, and that, that's my viewpoint on it right now. 
<sighs> I think I'm going to go with, you know, City United are locked in. I think Leicester's locked in. I think it just comes down to the fourth place spot, which could conceivably go to any of the teams from fourth to eighth place. Um, the Chelsea fan in me wants to say Chelsea gets fourth. The romantic in me wants to say West Ham gets fourth for the fun that that would be. Uh, I don't think Tottenham sniffs it, honestly, and uh, not sure about Liverpool or Everton. But uh, what the hell? I'll say West Ham grabs the fourth spot. Interesting. Yeah, I... I, I, was, I was somewhat with you, Jordan, up until... Um, the Declan Rice injury and Antonio getting hurt today. He left in the first half. Honestly, they did not deserve. I don't think they really deserve to win today after watching that game. They do have Wolves a concerning will... issue where they have a three nil lead and then end up drawing with Arsenal three, three the last game. And then almost drawing with Wolverhampton as that one finished three, two. Their schedule isn't exactly. I mean, their schedule is easier than Chelsea and Leicester's. Those Chelsea and Leicester have really tough schedules to end this year, and so do Everton. But West Ham, I mean, West Ham's next game is against Leicester, and that's going to be a huge game. Um, but they also have Chelsea still, and they also have Burnley, who gives teams trouble. They have Everton, who obviously that's going to be a pretty close game. They have Brighton, who gives teams trouble. Their saving grace is West Brom and Southampton, and how they end the season, but. They have a tough schedule. They they don't exactly even their like what you would assume cakewalk type games. I don't think are are close to it. Their injuries, I think, are going to play a huge issue. And I will say, AJ from the final third, if you're listening to this, I hope uh, if West Ham gets top four, you uh, know who the real superior co-host of Stateside yeah, Soccer Show is. My now. credibility probably went out for Tom Hurricane is. Average, yes, um, yeah. I'll have to no. play that clip for them. Be like, Do you hear this guy? Yeah, well, none of them are Tottenham fans, are they? So they can no, leave no, me but they are the realists, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, okay, um, so <laughs> I mean, uh, not not according to the predictions, um, but no, I I think if, if I had to pick, honestly, I, I'm kind of with Matt. I, I actually think Liverpool have an easier schedule when you look at their schedule. It it go. I mean, they've got Real obviously in the Champions League, and I, I think their reign in the Champions League comes to a halt here soon. Not with Real, but maybe. Um, I, I don't think they go as long as uh, some of these other teams, and who knows how long City and Chelsea can hang on. But uh, if you look at it, I mean, they got Leeds, they've got away, which is important. Um, Newcastle at home, which I, I just don't see Newcastle being. They have Villa. They have United, but then their last four are very easy games, like Southampton, West Brom, Burnley, and Crystal Palace. And there's a good chance that you could see some fans possibly back for, I think that, uh, I think it's, no, wait, no, that's before that game. But no, I mean, no, that's after. Yeah, you could see fans start to come back because that Wembley game is going to determine if England's going to let fans in. But, you know, I I actually see Liverpool having the easiest road in. Um like Matt said, Chelsea and Leicester City are a bear. Tottenham, like you said, Jordan, I just don't see finding any kind of form to be impressive. Um, so I, I'm going to say it's City, United, Leicester, and Liverpool to, to round it out. I actually think Chelsea grabs the fifth spot, though. Yeah, I, I mean, look, it's not like I'm trying to be negative on, on Chelsea's outlook due to just the West Brom game. That's their first loss. 
it's just a combination of them with the issues of scoring recently. And I think the defense will sort itself out. But uh, like you said, just a tough schedule at the end there. It's it's going to be rough. You know, when you look at it, they could have made it a lot easier by winning against West Brom. Right. Uh, that's a that's a bottom team. Uh, and I get there was a red card and all that. But, you know, typically you're up, a, up, a, you're down a man. You're up a goal. I guess you just try to sit in there, but the defense wasn't able to pull it off. And there, you know, we got called out on those Pereira goals. Um, anyway, uh, any other thoughts on the top four then as we were? Uh... Yeah, Everton and Aston Villa do have, uh, they're, they're a game behind pretty much everyone except City. City's played a game randomly uh, ahead of everybody because yeah. um, they I were way behind. Villa and Everton play each other. I think that's their game yeah, in do. hand. They so. Yeah. so they um, both can't win it. Yeah, so I think, I mean, Everton, uh, Everton's tough because they just, they're so average. Sometimes it's like, okay, like they get you excited. I'd hate to be an Everton fan because they get you so excited. <laughs> they just, well, they just smash your dreams. It's still a good finish for them right now in the top It eight, is, yeah. Honestly, right now as it stands. Better than what they thought because what last year they were like 12th or 14th or something crazy like that. Yeah, they weren't uh, great. No, and, and then you know, again, Tottenham, average striker. I just don't see that being a chance. <laughs> um, Matt, you want to pick a storyline here before we preview the rest of the week? Can, can I like, can I like add on to the top four stuff, or just yeah, kind of like yeah, have a story that's similar? So I was, I was wondering about this. It kind of goes back. It goes back to the whole United possibly being one of the the weaker runners up, and I. There was some somebody posted something. I can't remember if it was on Twitter or if I saw it on Reddit, but it was it was an interesting thought that had me kind of think a little bit. But you know, last year there was a lot of talk about how poor the Premier League was because Liverpool were dominating. And this year, I, I don't feel like you you're getting any of that talk, even though eventually City have just kind of taken over. And it, it, it did make me wonder what's the difference really between these two seasons because. The Premier League seems to be – is the Premier League incredibly talented and teams are a lot closer than we really think? Or are, is the Premier League very top-heavy and it's just kind of a bad season under Liverpool? Because last year, City had a poor season, but really they were the only team you could sit there and go, next year they're, they have a shot at Liverpool. And I, you know, I do see a lot of stuff saying if Liverpool, you know, get healthy, they're going to be one of the only teams that has a legitimate shot at City next year. So is it, are, is the Premier League, you know, are they more top heavy in terms of it's City and Liverpool? And if one team struggles, it's going to be a dominant run or is it, are they just really talented? And that's why we see also a lot of England teams get through in the, in the European competitions. You got three England teams in the, uh, quarterfinals of the champions league you have two england teams in the quarterfinals of the europa and really if it weren't for tottenham and leicester kind of really not just kind of like struggling for some odd reason against teams they really should have won you might have seen you know seven eight seven teams and you know quarterfinal spots is is that like a what is that like what are you guys saying like is england incredibly talented and that's why we see all these close battles in terms of, you know, you got some relegation battles, got tons of teams going for top four, or is it really just a top heavy league where the rest of the teams are just kind of bland and that's why they're together. 
I mean, the way I view it, right, it's going to fluctuate. Uh, I don't think we can usually look at European competitions too much because, like, last year, I don't think they did well at all, English-wise, except for United reaching the final of the Europa League. Um, but, you know, when when I look at this, I think it is a strong league, right? I, I, I think when you look at how some of these smaller teams even have pretty good players, like big-name players that have come over here. Like, the fact that James Rodriguez is on Everton is is great, and, you know, Odegaard's on Arsenal right now. And, you know, these are, you know, players that were recruited by some of the biggest teams in the world before. I think that is a strength, and I think the, the reason why it's set up this way is because of the money, you know, that's in the Premier League and the the revenue sharing, everybody's able to start funneling that money into the team. And you're going to continue to see this as the contracts get bigger and bigger and bigger for the TV deals. You're going to continue to see these, you know, from top to bottom have, have pretty good stars. You're always going to have three teams, you know, they're always going to get relegated. Um, sometimes they're just going to be the teams that, you know, came up and didn't make enough moves and they're going to drop back down or, they're going to be a team that sold off some of their players and now are struggling or just a bad year from them. I don't think we can read too much into the fact that Liverpool ran away with it this year and City ran away with it uh, with that Liverpool ran away with it last year and City ran away with it this year. I do think like actually I think United's just probably a few pieces away, three or four players away where they could compete honestly if if you know if, if Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is is the answer. We'll see. Um, I think Chelsea. I mean, th- they need some pieces to, to put ahead to it, or they need some of their pieces to turn out, and then they'll be, I think, a threat. But I don't know. I I don't. I just don't think. Th- like when you look at Europe, the rest of Europe, a lot of times you don't see some of these teams. Uh, you know, lower teams beating big giants because they don't have the revenue sharing deal. So you have a lot more selling clubs and, you know, stuff like that gets steamrolled. But it is kind of a common thing around Europe this year and last year, you know, these weird, say, like the fact that Juventus is down to like, you know, whatever place they're in now, they're not really challenging for the title. But I think that one Liverpool was just ravaged by injuries this year, and that's that's going to do it to you. And I think that they would be better than their 49 points right now. I don't know if they would be near City's 74. We don't know. This might just be a really good year from City right now. Uh, that maybe City will come back down to earth a little bit next year as well. I know that might sound bizarre, knowing that you know Aguero wasn't even really playing this year, and the fact that they might go out and get a Holland or another striker like a top striker like Harry Kane. And then, you know, that that would put them (laughs) (laughs) and that that would put them uh, even better. But there's some of the the ball is going to bounce the opposite way sometimes for them, where something that went right for them this year is going to go wrong for them next year. And I I, I think that's the type of league this is. And um, it's why it's the most entertaining league in Europe is because of just. The smaller teams have a shot at beating some of the the bigger giants just because of the money that's in all of these clubs. Logan, I'll hand it over to you. Yeah, and I think part of it too is kind of the uh, like the kind of the lust, I guess, falling off of Barcelona and Real. 
that that's had some some ripple effect i think too it's because you know barcelona as we know is flat broke and they're not going out and signing anybody big like it though i actually think that their biggest signing could actually be aguero um which i mean that dude the the guy can't even see on the pitch anymore um he, he's more suited. I, I'm honestly, I, I'm in the the mindset that Aguero's now suited for MLS. If if he's going to end his career, at, you know, 30 or whatever, I think it, it needs to be here. Um, and not just because we cover MLS, but I do think that that's a much better. Like he's going to go to Barcelona and just completely tank it. I think um, he's just not what he was. Um, but I think it does have that right. Like I think, and if you look around, if you go to if you go to France, I you know besides Lille, I don't think that. PSG is really going to get rid of that grip on on France, and I don't think Bayern's ever going to relinquish their grip on on Germany. It seems, and, and Dortmund's going broke, and you know you got a lot of these teams that were crushed by the pandemic. I, I unfortunately do think it's coming that that one of these big super leagues could possibly, even if it's not England getting involved with it, I could see like a like a Spain and Portugal kind of meshing their leagues, or you know some of these leagues kind of combining into one or having bigger tournaments where you know, it kind of leaves the other teams out in the cold. Um, this pandemic shakes up a lot of things. And if you look over the last two seasons, I mean, I know that season was pretty much done last year, but it does seem like it's going to have a huge effect on the world soccer scene. I think it's it's starting to shake things up in ways that I'm not sure that we have ever seen. And I think, like, Matt, you made a good point. Like, are some of these bottom teams better? I think that talent-wise, yeah, I think they've got a better grip of, you know, younger players, I think they are much better at getting younger players than they have been before, um, which is a big help. But again, I, I, what do you guys think? I mean, is it, do you think that the other leagues are less, I mean, this is the league you turn to now. I would think this is where the money is. Uh, you, you, Spain, if you're, unless you're going to go to Real, I don't see anywhere else where you're making this much money. If you go to like a city or a Chelsea or a United or a Liverpool, uh, I just don't see it. I still think yeah, I, I, I still I, I, think sorry I still think Barca and Real Madrid are going to outspend even with Barca's financial troubles yeah. there was a report saying they're still not giving up on Holland right now mm-hmm. and uh look they're only one point back of winning the title right now and they theoretically could and that would instantly yes I think Holland signs up for Barcelona if they win the title and uh I think that's the way it's going to go I think there's just a lure of those teams it's like almost like even if the Yankees sucked it's like people be yeah. like, I want to play for the pinstripes. You pinstripes, know, it's the yeah. same sort of thing with Barcelona and Madrid. Yeah, I, I also think it's kind of similar though for the Premier League because I, I do think the Premier League is one of the few leagues that a mid-table side can can pull in a, a top talented right. player. You know, I as much mm-hmm. as I, I I'm not an Everton person, I, I I honestly I hate them to the very core of my being, uh, especially after this past year with <laughs> the game in October. But, you know, they were able to sign, you know, James Rodriguez. Is he the, the same one, the same James that was running rampant in the World Cup? No, but that's a fairly big name. And I, I don't think you see that elsewhere. You saw um, Jirden Shakiri signed from Bayern Munich to Stoke City. Like that, I don't think you would ever see. Uh, we I, also I, saw Chapu Mutang go from like Stoke <laughs> to PSG to Bayern. <laughs> Like it, it's crazy what the the Premier League is is that it it there there I there is obviously players that that's their goal like I I think yeah Real Madrid and Barcelona are huge sides and I think going to them 
it, you go to those sides because you know that they're going to be in the Champions League because they're probably going to finish somewhere in the top three. And your goal with them is, you know, they're going to have a shot. They're going to have a shot. People go to the Premier League because, one, there always seems to be a chance, especially for mid-table sides, to make a huge jump, whereas you don't really see that. You know, it feels like every season you're watching Bayern eventually run away with the title and you're watching Barcelona Real fight for the title and you're watching PSG is always up there at the top. I know this year they're, I don't think they're in first. I actually think it's Lille is in first yeah, still in currently. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, you go to those, those teams because they're, they're going to get you possible European royalty because it's almost like a guarantee. Like you're going to be in European football. If you go to those teams, but people go to the you have a shot league. at winning it. You have a shot at winning yeah. it. And then people go to the premier league because I think to an extent it's, it's the, it's also the league. Everybody wants to win. I almost like that's why Mbappe is, you know, kind of flirting around with Liverpool because yeah, you could win. He could stay at PSG and probably win every single league title. If he wanted to, he, he could probably win every league title, his entire career, if he stays at PSG, but he wants to go to Liverpool, like to the premier league because he could win the title with premier league, but also knows that, you know, that could get him a, uh, a European title as well, but for, it, he could get a European title easily at PSG, but it's almost like going to the premier league and winning that league to an extent is almost better than winning, you know, the champions league. Halan could go to Bayern Munich. Really? If he, if he really wanted to, like he could go to Bayern Munich and win every Bundesliga title he would ever play in. Oh, Do they Jordan want to sign? Would love that. <laughs> I mean, that Lewandowski signed everybody. for free. <laughs> Lewandowski signed for free. Yeah. Like he he left for free. Like if he really really wanted to, Holland could come out and go. Bayern, I want you to sign me. Bayern could probably figure out a way they would sign him, and he would win every Bundesliga title. But he is wanting to go. Like obviously, Real and Barcelona have money, but he's talking about City. You know, he's meeting with City, he's meeting with Liverpool, he's meeting with Chelsea. I'm sure he's meeting with Manchester United as well. Like, these are, like, this is the league everybody wants to go to. And it's such a talented league. But also sometimes it's it's odd to watch because I'm like, is it super talented? And that's, like, the situation? Or is it talented but also not talented at the same time? What I'll say is I don't think... Players wanting to come to the EPL has anything to do with winning the trophies. I, I think it is just the fact that this is one of the most watched leagues in the world now. Uh, the games are everywhere in this league, and I think that that's part of it, that and the money. You know, like when you look at it, like it's hard to find Madrid and Barcelona games here in the USA anyway because they're on BN Sport. BN Sport is not on a lot of cable packages right now either. And, uh, you know, all around the world, people are watching Premier League. You, Matt, you just sent me a picture of what Halan's cousin that says he yeah. loves Liverpool, <laughs> right? And he's from Norway. So that's the thing. It's like he's, his favorite club's not a Norwegian club. It's Liverpool, right? So that, that is the kind of thing worldwide. Is, I think... I think the reason some of these teams, people, players go to these other teams is is for the champions league obviously that is why he would go to madrid or barcelona you're almost always going to win you have a shot at winning la liga if you go to one of those two teams right and you're guaranteed uh, uh champions league football unless there's a drastic underperformance 
And then, uh, even in this terrible year for Real Madrid, they're they're still going to qualify for that. And uh, Barca started off terrible, and now they're about to, they could theoretically win the league. They're only one point back. So you win trophies, then you get in the Champions League, and that's what everybody wants. Uh, Eden Hazard, you know, was going to sign for Manchester City, I believe it was, before Chelsea won the Champions League in 2012. Once Chelsea won that and secured qualification for the Champions League, the next day or two, it was like really soon after that, he said, I am signing for Chelsea. He would not have signed for Chelsea, it's known, if they had not qualified for the Champions League. And I think uh, Holland would be the same way. I think if he's going somewhere, it's because he has aspirations of winning the Champions League. And you, you see how much he's frustrated at Dortmund right now when they're, you know, sinking and, and how much it means to him when he's playing in the Champions League under because that's even more uh, eyeballs on you worldwide. Um, I for me, I, I think I think it's guaranteed he's going to one of the Spanish teams or Manchester City. I can't see him anywhere else. And I, I actually think he'll go to Barcelona is what my money is telling me right now. Would you would you would you think that I mean this sounds crazy I know um, but like I, I'm all for crazy um, do, would you think that he would want to play with uh, you know I, I do think that they want Aguero to join up with Messi I had no doubt in my mind that's where Aguero is going um, I just don't see and I think that their their money is a lot more dire than they make it out to be because I mean look at the way they've spent the last two year it's been very half-hearted like oh maybe maybe that'll work and and not spend i mean they've got the old ancient three that that are still i mean it, who is it uh what's his name um is it any still there no no okay but I, I mean just i don't know like if you guys talk like you said jordan they're on bn sports you don't hear anymore like you know when you used to walk around and you'd see a lot of real or barca stuff i don't see that a lot anymore i do see a lot of liverpool stuff i see a lot of chelsea stuff i see a lot of city stuff like the premier leagues become very big and now the big clubs are even letting the little clubs kind of come in and these little clubs have money now so it's like where are they getting their money leeds is going to be a threat if they got money they're going to be something too so like you've got these little teams like a leicester that can come up and spend a crap ton of money the only um, way Leicester is getting those that stuff though is because they had won the yeah, league. That's if true. they had not won the league that that's year, true. you probably lose Vardy. You probably right. uh, you probably have other players not wanting to come sign for you. Yeah, I doubt James Madison's still playing for Leicester if they're if they're right. not a if, top. Yeah, they're but the, since yeah. they're gonna, they're since they're since there's yeah. threats to qualify for the Champions League, they are uh, winners for that. But Holland is upset that. Dortmund's probably not going to make Champions League. I doubt he's going to be like, let me get to uh, Leicester where I could theoretically miss out on it. Or a yeah, Spurs, but like, you know. But, but if you look at La Liga, and if you, okay, seriously, look at look at the ta- look at the, the remaining teams in the Champions League. When I look at the, I don't any longer look at La Liga. I'm not worried about a Barcelona or a Real. Like last year when we met up with Real, I, that was the most calm I'd been in Champions League. Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd actually, I should have been more worried about Lyon than I was about, I mean, Real just was just, had the life sucked out of them. And well, Real just, Madrid has had a lot of, a lot of injuries they have. as well. 
But I mean, they're they're an older group, right? I, I think Sergio Ramos is on his last. Whatever yeah, but how do you think left, you get but... younger players? You have to buy them, right? Uh, yeah, so but I don't. I just don't if see. If you get Holland, then you say you're going to be our recruiter to get all these other players. But who's going to in... join? I just don't see them being able to afford because they they've talked about like, oh yeah, we're going to go spend a lot of money. But over the last couple of years, they're not the big pursuit. Like, like they're who have they signed? There's not anybody that I can name besides a what a hazard and they thought well that was a good idea and then he did <laughs> like oh crap um, yeah but that was like that was only that was only yeah, a few years ago right that was I before guess. covid i mean that's what? the thing covid has thrown off it has they're playing every last playing. summer uh, yeah. i think this summer might be a little bit more than last year but i do wonder if maybe everybody except for halan stays you know like i think i think Holland is going to leave right but yeah. Some of those other players that have been angled to get out of places might have to stay again just for lack of suitors or lack of money. You know who's got a lot of money? Uh, MLS has a lot of Tam and Gam and, and DP spots. That, that the, the United States is a rich country. You yep. might as well come Gam, over. Gam, thank play. you, ma'am. Hey, this might be the time for MLS to start r- ripping these people. <laughs> That'd be hilarious, wouldn't it? What no, happened? They got uh, Bernard uh, Bernard Silva, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, be- uh, yeah, yeah. Blaze Matweedy. Um, yeah, but, uh, illegally. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> but but again, like I, I do think it the the lo- the lust of the two big in in this in Spain I think has died down more than than we've seen it. I, I just don't I don't when teams are when people are uh, the analysts are talking they're talking about other things they're talking about I mean hell they're even talking about Jesse Marsh and like what he's doing they're talking about. Dortmund's fall out of grace and the Americans there. And I know it's an American broadcast, but you're, you, you, if you look at clubs, it's PSG, it's Bayern, it's City, it's Liverpool. It's no longer Barcelona and Real are there. I mean, even you, they got there, more though. attention. They're, well, I mean, they're there in the tournament. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're against not. Liverpool Tuesday. I, I <laughs> yes, I get that. But like, they're not, <laughs> that's not a team that they're like, that's the team that they're not even considered close to favorites. I, do you have a scenario where they would where they would even advance? I don't think they'd be Liverpool. Logan. Don't jinx it. Yeah, they're going to win I the do. whole thing <laughs> now. No, they're not. Are you kidding me? No, they're not. They're not United. They're not United. They're still dangerous. They're not. They're still dangerous. Like it's. They're not. They're still dangerous because even though they're not at the same level they once were, they're still talented. You know, they still have players yeah. that are incredibly talented. They still have... Oh, wait, let me think. Yeah, pull up the list. <laughs> Who do they have? <laughs> no, they have? I know their midfield is... Inc- like, their midfield actually is really good. They still have... They have Modric, Cruz, or Cruz? Croft? Cruz? I don't Tony know how to Cruz. say his name. Yep, Luka Modric. Um, Casemiro is... Uh, generally, Benzema. from what I've been reading, he's considered one of the top ones. Benzema. Vinicius like, Jr. Marcos they have, They're not... I think some of their appeal or some of their, especially well, only Real Madrid right now, but their big, like the awe factor of Ronaldo is obviously gone because he's not with them anymore. And I think it's it's incredibly difficult to replace a guy like oh, Ronaldo. Yeah. Like and that's what does. Barcelona would run into if they decide, if Barcelona decide to sign or lose, if Barcelona lose Messi, like it's going to be the same thing. Like you can't really replace that type of player it's just it's not it's not how it works it's just a matter of they're still going to get big names and even if they don't perform i guess like they don't perform up to their talent standards sometimes with those teams it doesn't matter because then they just go out and buy the next guy 
And I, I just never see that stopping with those two teams. I just, mm-hmm. it, it's, it never will. And they'll always buy a, a big name player. They might not get the Halan because maybe he is a little bit more appealing. He might appeal himself a little bit more to, you know, city or Chelsea or um, Liverpool. Like maybe they go out and I do think that it helps the other teams get some really big names. Cause you're watching people like Jadon Sancho. He's more, looking like he would go to United. Halan's looking like he would go to City. Mbappe's looking like he would go to Liverpool. And I do think that's definitely a big change in the whole aspect of it because generally you would have already assumed, oh, those guys are going to go to Barcelona. Like, well, at least one of them, you know, Sancho is going to go to Barcelona. Halan's definitely going to Real Madrid. And Mbappe's going to go to whoever gives them the most money. But I, I do think other teams have reached that point where they can get those big-name players. But they're still Real Madrid's still going to get somebody. Barcelona's still going to sign people, and because that league is not exactly, it's fairly talented. Actually, I, I do think they they do have a little bit of a challenge with that league because Atletico is always going to be up there. Sociedad seems like they're going to be up there, but they're still going to be battling for the top spots. And I, I don't think just because they're not as they're not as prolific as they used to be. At one point, they're still going to have tons of people going for them. And they're always, they'll always be rumored. They'll always have it. They'll always have a rumor going about the next big guy going to one of those two teams. Yeah. And let me just say, too, like, look, we just talked about how bad of a season Barcelona and Real Madrid have had. Here's the standings. Atletico Madrid, 29 games, 66 points. Barcelona, 29 games, 65 points. Real Madrid, 29 games, 63 points. So even with how bad that Madrid and Barca have looked this season, they're going to easily finish in the top three. Any of them can win the league. And Barcelona and Madrid only have four losses. That's only one more loss than Manchester City in the league. And we've been talking about these two teams, like the sky is falling. And they've only given up, Madrid's given up 23 goals. And Barcelona's given up 24, and Atletico Madrid has given up 19. And if you look at the Premier League standings, City's given up 21 goals, and that's like the lowest out of them all. And I know that, you know, different leagues and stuff, but when you just look at the fact that Madrid has only given up two more goals on the season than Manchester City, I think people were just, because they were not in first place, people rag on them. When really they're having a really, it's a really good title race there. And I wish it was on something more than being sports. I could actually watch it. And when you look at goals scored, Real Madrid and Atletico have 51, but Barcelona have 68. So I don't know if I, if I look at this, like, um, uh, you know, a Holland or whatever. And I say 44 goal differential, 68 goals. I could go into Barcelona, tear it up. And I would easily put us over the top to get first place and then we'd be a threat in the Champions League again. Uh, if you look at Madrid, you would say they lost Ronaldo and kind of nosedive for a bit. They're coming back up now. I think I'm better than Ronaldo now. I could easily take that team to win some Champions Leagues or win the La Liga. I think he would have that mentality. And um, Look, I mean, he could also say that with City. Like, I'm going to try to get City their first Champions League. But it's about what he would want, right? Like, That's the thing. It's what the player wants. Do I want to make another team better? Or do I want to go on a team that was once historic and make them good again? And if that's the case, then, it, you know, watch out United. He could be going there. <laughs> don't um, say that. Don't, don't <laughs> even say that. 
let's let's go ahead and, and preview the games coming up. The Champions League, we got Tuesday, April 6th, Man City versus Dortmund, uh, where you'll see Holland uh, play one of his only games at the Etihad because he's not going there next year. <laughs> and then you have Real Madrid versus Liverpool. Uh, those are at 3 p.m. Wednesday, April 7th, is Munich versus PSG in a rematch of the final, and Porto versus Chelsea at 3 p.m. as well. Not feeling real confident about that one. Um, Premier League games. Premier League games. Saturday, April 10th, we have Manchester City versus Leeds at 7.30 a.m. Liverpool at 10 a.m. versus Villa, and then Crystal Palace versus Chelsea at 12.30. There we go. All three of our teams play on Saturday, guys. Wonderful. Sunday, we have Burnley versus Newcastle, West Ham versus Leicester, Spurs versus Manchester United, and Sheffield versus Arsenal. And Monday, April 12th, is West Brom versus Southampton and Brighton versus Everton. So, lots of good games. Looking forward to those Champions League games as we're getting to the nitty-gritty there. Um but yeah, any any other last thoughts here before we dip out of here? It's kind of a long episode right now. No, I think we covered it all. Harry Kane's yeah. average, Real Madrid's uh, soul, what they once were. <laughs> I think we got it. Yeah, Barcelona's uh, selling everybody because they can't afford Logan's to keep the stadium lights on. Bad takes today, man. <laughs> bad takes? How about right takes? When's the last time you ever heard Real Madrid being any what favored to win the Champions League behind last all these year people? before the season? Came no, they were like two. At least City, two. City, well, City put it into that. That's because they thought Hazard was going to be something when that didn't work. He is something. I would say He's just Real Madrid 100 yeah. percent were favored to beat Liverpool in 2018. Well, that's yeah. It was three years ago, I think. When would when would Ronaldo leave? Is that 20? Well, we just have to ask when Jordan's wedding was. Yeah, really when did... <laughs> That's when they beat Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. Once he left. Jordan's wedding was great, but prior to it, I was really sad. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it was literally, for people that don't know, it was the day before the wedding. <laughs> we watched the Champions League final. I'm like, this will be our bachelor party, right? We went foot golfing, and then we did pizza and the Champions League. My girl Dua Lipa sung the national anthem or whatever they sang there halftime. I don't know. Whatever they do. She's a Liverpool fan. Is she? Yeah, she is. I guess I'll have to convert. And then uh, (laughs) (laughs) and then we uh, and then we watched Liverpool lose. And that was uh, I was rooting for Liverpool. Um, So tired of Madrid winning all those Champions Leagues. So I'm not looking forward to when Holland goes there or Barcelona. (laughs) But uh, I guess if, hey, if Alon can carry Dest to a, uh, Sergino Dest to a Champions League, I guess that'd be cool. We'd have American win one for once. Um, but yeah, I guess that'll wrap us up. If you want to tell Logan how wrong he is about Harry Kane, you can tweet us at Stoppage Show, facebook.com slash Stoppage Time Soccer Show, email us Stoppage Time Show at gmail.com, or Instagram at Stoppage Time Soccer Show. And we will catch you all next week.